The Gemara had discussed a fascinating takana that was put into place by May Rebbe. And that was that if someone's a Goslin or if someone's a Malva Beribis and he wants to do Tshuva and he wants to be Makani the Heshavet Sakzela Ashagazal, we tell the recipient to be, do not accept. We'd rather you don't let this year know that he could do Tshuva, he could clap al Chet, he could make sure he doesn't do it again, and it's not ma'akiv that he actually returned the gzela. It was said that if somebody takes back this that was stolen from him, which Rashi, Rashi touched in an unconventional way. This person is showing that he has no ruach of chachma, he has no ruach of chasidus. And the Gemara said that this takana was something that was put into place in the times of Rebbe, and it was put into place because of a Maise Shahaya Kachai. And the Gemara had kashas on this, Tashma, 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 some Hagdaros, specifically Rav Nachman, it's only B'Sha'in Gzeil Kayemes, and then we went weiter. So we spoke out that Toysva said that, you know, you learn this sugya, and you're not even sure what to do with it, because you learn through Gemaris, Befrat, the Gemara's we're learning now and Satan Ezekin and the Bavis. And you have a whole bunch of sugis about someone is a goslin and he has to pay back. Like this is Aleph based. And Salah is a Shokhanarach. Rabbeinu Tam said in my court, I deal with this all the time. So if that's the case, so what do you do with the sugya? That if someone steals and he wants to return it in Mechabla and we mentioned that there were two opinions amongst the Bali Tesis, Rabbeinu Tam and the Re. Rabbeinu Tam said that this Takana was put into place in the times of Rebbe and it was meant only for the times of Rebbe. So we talk so much about the times of Rebbe, Mishamais Rebbe. But this is something that was meant for that Kufa. Koidim Rebbe, there was no such Takana, and even La'acha Rebbe there would be no such takana. It was Bimei Rebbe, Nishnas Mishnazu, was only meant to be in effect during the times of Rebbe. The Ri had a different ruach as it relates to this sugya. The Ri said that no, I think Rebbe put this into place for future generations as well. However, he limited it to people that are professional gazlanim. So someone that's a real gazlan who does this professionally, for such a person, we put this takana in the because otherwise it would be impossible for him to ever do tshuva. But someone that steals Bakroi Ba'alma, there it's not Negei. And all the sugis that you find in Shas, Naskadir Ababa, etc., etc., they're all talking about where Bimikra Ba'alma, someone went ahead and stole. In fact, said the Reef, you go through the Gemara, Hagazlonim, Hamalve Beribis, Haroyim, Hagaboim, Hamuchsim, we're talking about people that this is their Geshaft. And it's for that reason, it's Dafka in that context that this Takana was put into place. Rabbi Tam, when he mentioned his shita, that this was meant only for the times of Rebbe, not before Rebbe, and not after Rebbe, he said, I have a raya gedoiva from the sukya. Says Rabbi Tam, reading inside, He says, if you notice, all the kashas that the Gemara asked on Rebbe's takana were from Brises. And nothing from the Shnayas. Says the reason. Says Rabbi Tam, the reason is, because the Brises will have a shoyner rabchia. Who was the one that taught us the prices, it was Rebchia. He was a Talmud of Rebbe. But there were no questions that were asked from a Mishnah 
Why? Lafisha Hamishnayas are you kaidim Rebbe? Because the Mishnayas were before Rebbe's times. Elisha Rebbe Sidram. Rebbe came and Rebbe was Masad of those Mishnayas. Avo Brysis, Hoyashoyna Rebchia, Masha Hoyamoysef Rebbe Allah Mishnayas. But you want to know what the Brysis are? The Brysis were taught us by Rebchia, and Rebchia was teaching us what Rebbe was Moysef to the Mishnayas that pre existed Rebbe's times. That's what the prices are. So says Rabbeinu Tam, my pshat is miyash of this diktok. Why is it that all the Tashmas were from Bryson? You can't find one Mishnah, Shisha Sidra Mishnah, that talks about a gazel who has to return what it is he stole. Of course you could. But Zakta, that wouldn't be a kasha, because the Mishnahis are pre-Rebbe. And pre-Rebbe, there was no such takana. And oh, by the way, anything that's post-Rebbe wouldn't either be a kasha. We're asking from the prices of Rabchia that are not pre-Rebbe, they're not post-Rebbe. Those prices are being made Rebbe. And because they're made Rebbe, that's a good kasha. If Rebbe himself made this takana, then how could Rebbe have been the one that taught us these prices? And that's what the Toshma Toshma of the entire Sugi is. This Rebbe Nutam, in three lines, is giving us a little bit of a mavoy, a little bit of an introduction to Talmud Bavli. So you're going to sit down, you're going to learn brachas tapes, me'emosai. You're going to literally start learning uh, the cycle. This Rabbeinu Tam is a good Maramakim. Right? What's a Mishnah? What's a Brisa? You're going to get quite familiar with a bunch of them over the years. But, like, what is this? Rabbeinu Tam gives us a little bit of an insight. Rabbeinu Tam says that Rebbe was Mesader Mishnayis that existed pre Rebbe, and the Brisas are all the Hisophis that Rebbe had to those Mishnayis. So, the truth is like this. I think it's Kedai to take a few steps backwards and talk a little bit about the history and the genesis of the Mishnahis. Now, this is something we've spoken about sporadically, but the important Maramakim, the critical place to go, is a letter that was written by Rav Shri Goyen. Again, we've given it some shout-outs over the years, but we've never gone through it properly. I think there's a few paragraphs that's worth going through together just to get a little bit of background to this discussion tucked away in a toysviz and hagoizel eitzim, but again, I think the more one understands this, the more the Gemaras and the signal of the Gemara comes to life. So I think this is something that's very tachlistic in terms of enriching our whole gisha, our whole approach to us doing what we do. So who is Rav Shri Rugayin? What was this letter that he wrote? Rashi Ragoyen was one of the Goyenim. In fact, he was born in the year 904, Lemispara. So Rashi Ragoyen lived a very long time ago. He had a very famous son, Rav Haigoyen. But Rashi Ragoyen, I mean, just to put it into perspective, he lived a few hundred years after the Amoyran. And he wrote a letter, and in this letter, he talks a lot about Jewish history. And a lot of what we know today and we take for granted as being part of parcel of our historia, it comes from this brief that was written by Rav Shur One of the things Rav Shur spent a lot of ink on is the history of the Mishnah. Talks about it for pages. So we're not going to go through all of it, obviously. But just a few excerpts in terms of what Rav Shur which is Torahi, is telling us we need to know as far as the history of the Mishnah. So... I'm coming mid-shmooze, where Rav Shurugayin is talking about Rebbe. And Rebbe embarks on this avoida where there's now going to be a Mishnah. So it says Rav Shurugayin the following, 
The Kosav Midam Ad Soifir Mid Rabbeinu Akavish. There was no one that had ever written any part of the Torah of Apeh until the end of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's days. The Chayin Nami will have a Garasi Kulu Bepeh Echad Veloshan Echad. Additionally, Torah of Apeh that was being learned by Apeh was not being learned Bepeh Echad Veloshan Echad. There wasn't one Nusach. This is so clear. We'll see in a minute how people were learning Torah of Apeh. Ela Tamayu have a Yodim Lahayin. Everyone knew the Torah of Apeh, and everybody was saying the same thing. For like Havis Bigrusayu Plukta, there were no real machloikasin between all the different ways that Torah of Apeh was being taught. The Yadi, and everyone knew Madi Isid Vriakal, Umadi Isbe Plukta. Everyone knew different halachas that everyone agreed with, different halachas that were totally be machloikas. Umadi Isid Liyachid, Umadi Isid Lerabim, halachas that were said over by the Yachid, halachas that were said over by the Rabbim. Meaning, the Torah Shabbat existed. Everyone knew what the Torah Shabbat was. But there, was one, there wasn't one Nusach that this is the way you're supposed to learn the Torah Shabbat All these different halachas that everybody knew. Even though there were no material machlokes in, but stating that each rebbe when he would teach his talmidim, he would teach it in the way that he wanted to, in the nusach he would want to. There were those that would teach it b'derek tzara. Which he's teaching means that he spoke Bektzara. Vamina loyim yishna adam l'tamida b'derech tzara. Vistatani klolis, right? Klal omar Reb Shimon Alazar. We had that yesterday as well. There was some that would say klolis. Vistapratim. Some would speak in pratis. Vistamiravchin upashtin damuye v'damuye de damuye. And there were those that would speak with so much harvacha, and they would have tushtals and related tushtals, right? This is mamish the way they would talk. There were different. Styles of how people would do things. And really, the rule is people used to teach the way they were taught. He would say this halacha before this, and he would say that halacha after that. He would speak a little bit shorter. He would speak a little bit longer. There were people that would hear things from their rabbi who would say something in the name of a Yochid, but not mention the Yochid's name. Present it as if it was Stamma. And the Talmud would repeat it that way. Even though he knew that this halacha is really being said over the name of a Yochid. So if it's being over, said over the name of a Yochid, so mention the Yochid. But he would say it Pistama. You know why? Because the Mishra says, And that's why people would do it that way. Right, sometimes... People would present halachas, and you would say, over three halachas, it just so happens, this halach is going according to this tana, that's going according to that tana, the other one's going according to a different tana. Umishim hachi, parashi, the Gemara, says Rav Shira going, that's why you find in the Gemara's, hamani rabbi plenihi, vamina man tana lahadu tana rabbana, kimai hai tana, vamina bekam aduchti, misha shanazu, lai shanazu, umedakta kibbe masnisa, bimilso milso mino, umekmina resha bechat tana, vasayfa bechat tana, because that's the way it was presented. Very often, this was simply the way it went. Vahanach masnaisu says, all these different teachings that were all done orally. All of this is what we know today as a b'raisa. It's what we know today as a b'raisa. Basr the Tarets Rebbe Masnisa Dilan. Meaning, Rebbe went 
And Rebbe took all of these teachings and he decided that I think there's going to come a time in history where it's not going to work out. I think we need a uniform nusach how we're going to teach Teresh of Alpeh. Think about it. Teresh of Iksav has a uniform nusach. Every single person in the world, when he studies the story of creation, he reads the words, Bereshis Bara Elikim Esa Shemayim Ve'esa Oretz. And Rebbe felt that the same should be true when it comes to Teresh of Alpeh. Forget about writing, not writing. It's a whole different Indian. How it should be taught. And it should be that when you learn Bava Kama, Arba Ovois Nazik, and Ashar Ba'abar Ba'amad Ba'ahevim. That's what Rebbe was trying. That was the Iketayalas of Rebbe. That's what he's trying to do. And he wasn't being mechadosh anything. That wasn't his avoider. What he was trying to do was he was taking all these different teachings where everybody's teaching it in his own nosach and he said, I don't think this is smart. It's not wise. Yeah, there were times it worked where the Messiah was so solid. But I think he gias, man, where we need something that's going to be 100% clear. And he goes on page after page where he talks about this. And that was his avoider. So he went... And he came up with one nusach, which is based on a true story, right? It's based and modeled, and it derives from all the different prices, which were all really saying the same thing. And he just wanted to have one solid, uniform way of presenting it, because he thought this was the absolute best way for him to be able to preserve the Messiah. So the aside of Rebbe's Grace Avoida was that he dedicated his life for there to be a uniform way of teaching Teresh of Alpeh, just like there's a uniform way of teaching Teresh of Iksav. What immediately came to mind was the Rambam in his Mishnah Torah in the beginning of Hilchas Tefillah, where he talks about the history of Tefillah. And he says it used to be that every person was able to daven in his own nusach, and he would daven this way, and he would daven that way. And then Ezra came, and Ezra realized that this is not smart, because you need a uniform way to daven. And maybe there's a mailah for every person to redoise his hearts. But at the same time, Tefillah is going to get lost, and there's going to be no Tefillah anymore. So he said, you know, you daven, Baruch Shammah. He gave us a Nusach, Baruch Shammah's grada much later, but he gave us a Nusach Tefillah, and he said, how are you supposed to daven? And the point is, is because it's going to get lost otherwise. At the end of the day, organized religion works. It's a very critical thing, and when you tell people what to do, when to do it, and how many times to do it, it's just better. So he said, for this Rebbe to teach this way, for that Rebbe to teach that way, it's too confusing. And B'meshach HaDoyres, and Rebbe lived through the door of Yeridus HaDoyres, and he was afraid that this was all going to come to an end. And it's for that reason he said, we need a uniform way of doing it. So what was Rebbe's contribution to the Mishnah? It was two things. Rebbe wrote the Mishnah. Agav, that's a big shayla if really Rebbe wrote the Mishnah. A lot of chaykrim hold. Rebbe didn't write the Mishnah. There's a bunch of Rashi's and Shas, which a mashma. Rebbe didn't write the Mishnah. Tzvi'ah Shchayis wrote about this by Riches and a whole bunch of places. Dvarim atikin and dvarim yuduin. Ve'en kana makam l'archus. It's not the nakud of this. It's not a matter who wrote it. It's a question of where did the Mishnah come from? What is the Mishnah? Like, ma tivoy shel uberzu? And the answer is, is that this is Rebbe's creation for there to be one just like the Anshay Knesset Agdoyla said Shmoyne Esrei that has the tzura of what we know today Shmoyne Esrei so it should be uniform not because people weren't davening but like this there would be a uniform way to daven that's exactly what Rabbi Huda Anastin is trying to do Lamaisa Rafshira going goes and he says that the MS is during the times of Rebbe and this is a little interesting because you know we talk about Mishameis Rebbe Huchpulu Atzaris it's uh, the last Gemara in Masech Tosoyta. We have radon there. What's Huch Atzaris? But Mishamei's Rebbe, a lot of terrible things happened. But during Rebbe's own lifetime, it was actually the best of times. 
And, you know, sometimes right before the Fnei Shever Ga'oin, and this was the Ga'oin that came before the Shever of the Ptira of Rebbe, he says, Rebbe He says, if you look at Rebbe and the door of Rebbe, there was an incredible Siyat HaDashmai. It was an anomaly. Rebbe lived after the Churban. Bad things were happening to the Jews after the Churban. And during this time, there's this incredible aberration where all of a sudden, mitamol, Rebbe has this incredible siyat HaDashmai. Listen to how he describes it. Number one, Rebbe was Torah Vigdullah B'makam Echad. V'havakaifen le'mikol asrei kuleishne. says, everyone in the world was make of kaif to Rebbe. There was never any controversy surrounding Rebbe. Even G'doy Le'olam, over the years, not everybody agreed with, but not Rebbe. Rebbe never had any controver- controversy associated with him. He brings the Gemara in Mesechtes Gittin. He says, look it up. There were no pogroms. There was nothing. There was no Shema during the times of Rebbe. And the reason was because of this Ahava that Rebbe had together with the Roman Caesar, whose name was Antoninus. And it was because of this, listen to what he says, I'm reading from the Pirish side. But Rebbe observed, he realized that something's going on in the world. There's an unprecedented calm. This is after the Chorbin. Why is it like this? Why is everything so perfect right now? There must be a reason. And Rebbe said, there must be a Shlichus over here. There's obviously something very critical. It's fascinating. It's very important that needs to be accomplished for Torah to have a key in the future generations. And the Abish is giving me right now an unprecedented calm because I have the ability and I have the resource. Right? Rebbe looks in the mirror and he says, So what? there's a reason for this. So Rebbe says, must be that there's an avoidah. And, and he goes and he decides to do the Mishnah. So we always say that Rebbe It's true, but it's also He chapped what's going on and then all of a sudden here he's mamish, best friends with the Roman Caesar. There's no shmodis. He has all the money in the world. No controversy. Everybody's make of Kayevtim. Why did this happen? Must be there's a period of calm right now where we need to do something. And that's what Rebbe did. And what he felt he needed to do is he felt he needed to write the Mishnah. It's half of a fellow. He goes later, and this part we've already spoken about, where he says that you know he observed all the different prices and he wasn't sure which one to pick up on. And the one he decided to pick up on was Rameir. And he gives a whole arichis on who Rameir was. And Rameir was a balhaloshin. And Rameir knew how to speak balashin ktsara. And he tafka wanted that it should be balashin ktsara. And that's why he ended up doing what he did and the way he did it. And then he says that when Rebbe wrote the Mishnah, meaning when Rebbe was Masada the Mishnah, he decided that there were certain things that were a little bit unclear that needed to be sorted out. Meaning he, he added things. And this is a very important part of the story. Last paragraph. Firstly, he added things that were from his times. He has Mishnayis from 400 years ago. So, you know, today, Rabbi Shua ben Prachi had said something. He lived in the times of the Hanukkah story. Good. But now it's several hundred years later. So we need Hoysafis. So Rebbe goes and Rebbe makes Hoysafis. And he was metarit certain things the way he thought. You should be metarit. And he was machriya certain things as being stams. And certain things had to be set over in the lotion of a yachid. So there was a lot of work and a lot of editing. 
that Rebbe did. So he didn't just cut and paste and say, let me take Rameh's Mishnais. Because Rameh's Mishnais came from Rabbi Akiva, right? We know that. It's Alibid Rabbi Akiva, who got it from his Rebbe, Rabbi Liazah maybe, who got it from his Rebbe. So there was work that had to be done. So there was a lot of soft editing that was done, and he goes on to explain what those edits were. And that's why Halacha Kistam Mishnah, right? Rabbi Yochanan, we had it in yesterday's office, throughout Shas, holds Halacha Kistam Mishnah. What is he saying? He's basically saying that when Rebbe went through his Avoita and he did what he did, so what he deemed to be a Stam Mishnah, that's Halacha Lamaisa. Because that wasn't Stam Abiyah, Stam Mishnah. Rebbe's paskining that this should be a Stam Mishnah. So if Rebbe paskins that this should be a Stam Mishnah, Rebbe Yechon, it says anything that went through Rebbe Yudanossi's editorial uh, process, as far as I'm concerned, you can go to war with that. That's halacha l'maisa. That's the oymik of Rabbi Yochanan's halacha kistam mishnah. But the point is, these contributions, and that's why you have tanoim that are mentioned in the mishnah that are first be made Rebbe, because Rebbe is adding and Rebbe is contributing. But this is a little bit to your side. So what? It, so we know what the mishnah is. What's the brisa? Everything else. That's what Shirugayin says. Everything else. Now, how's the shemun with toisvus? What did Rabbeinu Tam say? The Iker is not the toisvus. The Iker is the tushdal. But what did what did Rabbeinu Tam say? Rabbeinu Tam said, "Levisha Mishnai is how you call them Rabbi. Elo Shirabi Sidram, the Pirush is Rav Shiru Goyin, half of a fellow. Avo Brisos how you shine Rav Chia, Masha Yemoisif Rabbi Elo Mishnaiyos. Brisos came about during that Kufa of Rav Yudah Nasi. These were high sophists of Rabbi. That's not where Rav Shiru Goyin says we're going to blight Sarachin on this."